Hello, this is Jim from Marketing Beef According to Jim, and welcome to my third podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of things I should have talked about the last podcast. One in particular is your butcher. A real important thing is before you start going out and talking to people is you should need to go interview two or three butchers. Find out who's going to be available and who can handle the, the number of cows that you're going to be need to process a year. Find your best butcher that you like, do interviews, go in, tour their facilities, sit down and talk to them. Bring your wife, your spouse, your husband, your kids, anybody involved in the operation of your ranch, take them in and set up a time. We're trying to get you off the wholesale selling cycle and into selling retail to customers. So it's a whole different mind game, a whole different thing. Everything has got to be about quality. Again, your product has got to be quality. The butcher's got to be quality. So there's a couple of things that you need to talk about when you get into your butcher. First of all, see what his date availability is. Set them down, let them know how many you're going to guarantee them or how many you anticipate you're going to sell throughout the whole year. You may have 10 cows, you may have 300 cows that you plan on processing throughout the year. Let them know, ask them, can you handle that, that kind of volume and ask them how, how far apart can you set these cows for dates? I mean, can you take two a day, three a day, five a day? Can we set five a week? Can we do 10 a month? I mean, 30 a month, 50 a month, give you an idea what kind of volume they can actually handle. How many butchers do they have in staff? Are the USDA qualified? Are they, they have licenses through the SDA? Are the USDA trained? If they're not, a lot of times you can't sell the, the beef retail. So make sure that all their butchers are certified through the USDA. And I brought that up on the first podcast. Get your young people to want to go and be butchers, USDA certified butchers. Again, it's a great career and it's something you guys need to keep your, your operation going in the long term. So guaranteeing them numbers, see what their thought process is. Can they handle it? They like to know realistically because they you know they're business owners they want to know any future money coming in what they can plan for do they need to up their staff do they have the facilities do they need to upgrade their facilities a lot of things they need to know so if you can guarantee them numbers and the worst thing you do is tell them you're going to bring 100 in and end up with 50 you know be realistic with them because again they're making plans it's a great way to lose a butcher if you say i'm going to bring 100 in and fluffing out your chest and you're you know i got 100 cows i'm going to bring in and he's anticipating that and you only bring in a trickle or a couple of them or 50 throughout the year that's a big difference so use realistic numbers will they work with you on special instructions some butchers but will some butchers won't customers have you know if you dealt with customers at all a lot of them have some very odd instructions some customers just want it cut in maybe four pieces and they'll go home and process it themselves some people want the innards the tongue the brain the ears i mean there's all kinds of things a customer wants is, is the butcher willing to adhere to their special instructions will they adhere to the hanging time some customers like me i want my mind to hang for seven days will they allow that they'll will they allow it for three weeks some people want three weeks some butchers only will allow you to hang meat in their locker for 10 days or two weeks. So ask them if they're flexible on hanging times. Packaging, do they use paper? Do they use plastic? Will they pressure seal? Will they package it the way the customer wants? Will they put two in a package, four in a package, make pound burgers, two pound burgers, individual patties? All that stuff is important. You kind of take it for granted, but some butchers just don't want to do it. When you when you make like a beef sticks, some some butchers don't want to use your recipe. They only want to use their recipe for beef sticks. You got to know that up front. So if you're planning on selling a bunch of beef sticks and you're going to go by what their recipe is, you got to take that in consideration. Is that the beef stick that you want to sell? If not, you may have to go to a different butcher. So know all this up front. You don't want to have your beef in there getting cut and you go, yeah, I need uh, 100 pounds of beef sticks and this is how I want it made. And the butcher goes, well, we don't do it that way. And it's going to be six weeks out before I can get to it. There's, you know, you got to know that because beef sticks sell like crazy and if customer 
customers want 20 pounds of beef steaks and you can't get it to them for three months and it's not the way that you want it produced, you're going to lose some sales. When you bring your cow in, if you set, if they set it up for 8 o'clock, don't show up at 8.10, 8.15, 8.20. Don't show up with your cow stressed out that you're hurrying up trying to get them off the trailer. Don't use the electronic prods to get them off. All that does is ruin the meat and it stresses them out. Show up. I always showed up a half hour early. That way I could get the cow settled down. I'd always bring one or two cows with me so it made them feel good. And I'd put the cows in the back, or excuse me, the front of the trailer than the cow that I was going to butcher put in the back so I can get them off the trailer easy. But I would take my time and try to get that cow off by myself calmly as I possibly could. You don't want to waste two years or two and a half years of your life raising this cow, then all of a sudden the last five, 10 minutes, the meat turns tough because they're all stressed out. If you have to use one of those hot prods to get a cow off or you're yelling at it or kicking it or swatting at it, you're, to me, you're not much of a cattleman. You don't need that stuff. Don't be banging on the trailer and yelling at it and trying to get it off. The cow will go off when it gets comfortable and you want to go into the locker on its own free will not stressed out again the butcher doesn't want a stressed out cow when he's trying to process it the cow doesn't want to be be stressed out you don't want a stressed out cow the customer who's buying it doesn't want tough meat so just take your time get the cow off the trailer get there early and don't let the cow be all muddy full of feces make sure the cow is clean when it goes into the locker it's a sterile environment the butcher doesn't want a, a messed up dirty cow to, to process either. These are the things that we want to talk about when we go into the butcher. Also ask, ask that butcher if he'll sell your meat for you. Give him a couple samples, have him take it home and say, will you please go home and try this and see what you think. And in a couple of days, come back and ask him, hey, what did you think of those ribeyes or the hamburger I made? If he likes it, say, hey, would you promote my beef for me? I'm giving you 100 cows a year or 50 cows a year or 20 cows a year. You like the beef, would you promote it? A butcher can be your best friend because there's people coming in the door that want to buy a quarter beef or half beef and they'll go to the butcher because they think the butcher raises beef. He doesn't. And they'll say, yeah, I can get you a half. I got a farm that I think you'd really enjoy. I tried it myself. The beef is excellent. I highly recommend it. They're going to buy. So ask the butcher, will they promote your beef? And will they sell individual cuts in their meat locker? Again, the butcher doesn't raise beef. He just buys a cow from a local producer that uses his locker and then he sells it retail himself. So ask him. This is where it goes right back to the quality beef. If you produce a quality beef, everything that I talk about from here on out is going to be so much easier. The butcher can be your best friend. They know a lot of people and the people a lot of come in and once they like a butcher, they'll always buy beef from them. But if they're buying it from you through him, that's what you want. Get a good relationship with your butcher, produce a quality product, ask him if he'll buy. We'll give him a sample, then ask him if he'll buy from you or promote it. Bring your, your cows in in perfect condition. Don't bring them in underweight. Don't make them look sick. Don't put a sick cow in their lock. The butcher doesn't want a sick. Again, it's a sterile environment. It doesn't look good. Nobody wants to process a sick cow. Take it to the auction. Take it to the sale barn. You are promoting a piece of beef that you want to have people buy. It's got to look good going in, and it's got to look good coming out. So just work on quality and work on treating your butcher right. Don't upset him. Don't do stupid things. Don't bring in bad cows. Show up on time. Get the cuts down that you want. And the one thing that I can say that really makes a butcher upset is if you sell a whole beef and there's one, two, three buyers, four buyers, have all your paperwork in order. Give him or her the names of the people that are buying, their phone numbers, their addresses. Give the people that are buying a time and a date for them to call in to the butcher and talk to the butcher and tell them how they want their beef processed. Don't make the butcher spend all day calling these people trying to get their order figured out. Make it really simple for the butcher. Talk to the butcher, say, hey, when would you like my customers to call you? I would like them to call me on Thursday 
at one o'clock, between one and three o'clock. That's when I want them to call. Great. I will call each and every one of these people for you and tell them to call you between one and three o'clock. Then call those customers and say, look, you have to call in between one and three o'clock. Talk to the butcher and let him know how you want your beef processed. This makes it easier for them. This makes it easier for the butcher. He's not chasing people around making up making them upset. He doesn't want a piece of beef sitting in his locker trying to figure out how to process it. It backs him up, slows down production. He has no idea what he's supposed to do. Nobody's happy. Get your stuff in order and give it to the butcher so he can do what he needs to do. Again, go talk to two or three or even four butchers before you start. Ask them all these questions. Do a tour. Look at their killing facilities. How clean is it? How will they work with you? Are they nice people? Are they going to treat your customers nice? Are they going to promote your beef? All that's extremely important. That's kind of one I want to bring up on last podcast, but I didn't. That'd probably be one of the last things you do is go talk to your butcher. Now you're ready to kind of kind of branch out there and start talking to customers. Depending upon when you have your first beef that you got to sell, hopefully it's a little ways off. So it gives you time to start building up your clientele and building up your prospects. But this works in any time frame. If you got to sell beef right away or you got to sell some individual cuts, all this works. So the thing is, is how do I talk to a customer about what I do? And again, a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking to customers or talking to people. They think they're you're interfering. You there's all things go through people's minds when they talk to people. Think they're going to get mad that you're that you're bothering them. They don't want to hear what you have to say. And all that's there couldn't be anything more further from the truth. People are people. They like talking to people. They like talking to nice people. They'll listen to you. Most of them will be very interested in what you have to say. And you've you got to have a mindset of this. I produce a quality product. I produce the healthiest product in the world. I am proud of it. I love my product. I eat it. It is the greatest beef I've ever eaten. It's healthy. I'm doing them a favor. I can prolong their life. Everybody needs to know about this. And if you go in with that mindset, talking to somebody is so easy because you can't wait to talk to them and tell them what you do for a living, okay? And what you do. So, but you want them to kind of ask you the question first. So let's say you're at a baseball game, get grandkids or kids playing baseball and you're sitting next to people and there's always gonna be small talk about the baseball game, about the kids and, and things. And somehow it always turns into, after a conversation starts, hey, what do you do for a living? Maybe you got your, your shirt on, it's got your company name on it or your hat. Maybe there's something that you're drinking out of a, you're drinking out of a cooler or a koozie that's got your ranch name on it. And people, hey, what's that ranch name? What's that? What is that? Oh, that's my company. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Well, my name is Jim Krause. I own Blue Barn Beef. That was the name of the beef company I owned or the ranch I owned. I, I own Blue Barn Beef. I produce the healthiest, tastiest beef in the world. And I just shut up. I don't say a word. And they look at you, kind of turn their head a little bit and go, what do you mean? Because, yeah, I grow the best tasting, healthiest. And I slow down a little bit. I grow and I raise the healthiest, and I emphasize the healthiest, the greatest tasting beef in the world, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, because I, I really do. And I've been doing this for a long time. And I that's what our whole my family's goal is. And that's what we do on a day-to-day basis, is we think of every way possible to grow, raise the greatest tasting, healthiest beef in the world. Really? And they start, you start seeing the interest pull up and they start asking more questions. Well, what do you mean? Tell me, how do, how do you know or what do you do to produce this? And then I go through and tell them, well, we're 100% grass fed. We, and I tell them about how I produce it, the different forages, how I rotate them every day, the clean water. I don't use any uh, chemicals, insecticides, pesticides. I don't use any injections, steroids, hormones. I don't put anything on my ground. You're eating 100% natural food. 
and it's producing the greatest, tastiest beef in the world. My soil is great, which then turns my plants into great plants, the tastiest plants. I let my cows in the pasture certain parts of the day. They, uh, the sugar is at the highest. I tell them how they eat, just the top third of the plant, where all the sugar is at. I really go into the specifics, and I said, if you're really interested, I'd like to have you come out and, and do a farm tour, kind of see what I do. Oh, God, most people say I'd love to. And then they go, by the way, tell me about yourself. Do you eat beef? Yes, I do. Where do you buy it? I buy it at a Hy-Vee. Well, why do you buy it there? Well, I buy it because it's close and... I heard they had good beef. Okay. Do you like the beef that you buy there? What don't you like about it? Well, it's been kind of watered down over the years. I don't really, it doesn't have much flavor anymore. I, I kind of like to find some better beef. It's not like what it used to be. It's like, true. Okay. And I say, you know what? I have the greatest tasting beef in the world. I have no doubt. And people have told me that. How about if I give you a couple samples for free? You don't even have no obligation. Would you try a couple steaks and maybe a couple pounds of hamburger and see what you think? Sure. Love to. I mean, you buy beef anyway. I'm not going to be any more expensive than high V. So I'm going to give you the healthiest beef. I know according to you, what you're telling me, you're providing healthy food to your family is, is, is incredibly important. Is that correct? Because you have very active kids and you don't want any your kids getting sick or, or have any type of long-term effects, cancer and things like that. And they said, well, definitely not. Well, with my beef, you're not going to get that. You're going to have the healthiest beef in the world and they're going to love, they're going to love eating it. So how about if I just stop talking about it and I just give you some and you try it for yourself? Great. You know, then get their name, their address, phone number, and their email and say, look, I'm going to be in town on Thursday. I'll drop off some samples to you that's fresh. I just got it processed, so it's the freshest beef you can buy. Give it a couple days. Do me a favor for your meal on Friday. Grill up these two steaks, maybe a couple hamburgers for the kids. And then I'm going to call you on Saturday and I want to get your opinion. Okay. Boom. Easy as that. You've got a, you got a prospect. You're going to get food in, your food in their mouth. You got a date, the time to call them. You've got it all. You got their name, address, phone number, and email. You've got it all. They're excited. They're going to tell their husband. They're going to tell their wife. They're going to tell their kids. They're going to have a meal planned already. It's going to be your beef. You're going to go to their house, deliver it to them. So you're going to see where they live. You're going to be in their environment. You're going to drop it off. I mean, it's nothing. It's absolutely perfect. Once they try it and you call them on Saturday, and then you ask for the sale. Hey, by the way, I've just got a quarter of beef or half beef that just came available. I just got it out of the, out of the locker, which we use uh, so-and-so locker, which is the greatest locker around. And they have very few available dates, so we're lucky to get in. Would you be interested in getting some beef? Yes or no? Okay, they're going to say yes or no. You've got a prospect, so hopefully you'll get a sale. While you're there, bring some flyers with you. Bring some pamphlets with you. Put some pamphlets or some flyers on their kitchen table or their counter. Let them read it. When they have friends that come over, let the friends read it. Let them ask questions. Before you leave their house, ask them, hey, if anybody's inquiring about some beef, can you give them our name? We really love to be in this neighborhood promoting our beef. It's the healthiest, greatest tasting beef in the world. I would be proud if your neighbors would, would like to get a free sample of beef also. Well, yes, absolutely, of course. I love your beef. Your beef is amazing. Great. If you don't mind, I'm going to walk down the road. And I'm going to just hand out some flyers, put them on their doors, and they can call me. Do that. Take 20, 30 pamphlets with you and just walk down and put some pamphlets on people's doors around that whole neighborhood, okay? Now you've got a genuine prospect that's going to help you. He's probably going to buy some beef from you. He's talking to his neighbors about you. You've got your flyers around. People are going to read it. They're going to look at it. And now you've started. So you're going to make a point to be in that neighborhood a lot. And you're going to have your truck driving around with your logo on it. And you're going to go out and you're going to talk to customers. You're going to start conversations. You're going to do a lot of things in that neighborhood. 
slowly. You're not going to do it all the first night or the first week. You're going to just kind of be there. And you're going to do that with a lot of people that you meet. So you may have four, five, six neighborhoods you're working at one time because you've talked to some people and you're going to ask them the same questions you just did with the first person. Um, Can I give you a free sample? I'll be there Thursday to drop off the two samples. You try it on Friday. By the way, I'll call you on Saturday. Would you like to buy some beef? Go deliver it hand out flyers, put flyers on their table and their counter, go around the neighborhood, hand out flyers. Okay. You're doing this a lot and you're doing this consistently. And you've got neighbors telling people about you and about your beef. Okay. One neighbor is going to call you. It's just going to happen. One or two neighbors, three neighbors are going to have a barbecue that next week and they're going to want some beef. They're going to call you to try it. They may not buy a quarter, half, or a whole right off the bat, but they're going to buy some beef. If, and say, hey, why don't you try a sample? If you like it, I'd like to have you buy some beef from me. Great. Let me try it. Go give it to them. Knock on their door. Introduce yourself, you know. Start all over. Name, address, phone number, email. Lay some flyers out. You've done this so many times, they're going to see you a lot. They're going to see you around. That's why I like small towns. People are probably going to know you anyway. I don't like selling all over the country. I like to sell in neighborhoods. It's called neighborhood selling. And it just takes a little bit of an effort. You're just breaking into a neighborhood. Each neighborhood probably has 30 houses on it. And you're starting with one neighborhood. You're meeting more people and you're going to get into their neighborhood. You want to be down that street. And you want to develop that street. Hand out your flyer to everybody. And you talk to somebody else in another neighborhood. You may be working five, six, seven neighborhoods. And they're going to, you're going to start seeing the phone is going to start to ring. And you're going to, people are going to be asking to buy beef. You're giving out free samples handing out flyers. You're seeing these people on a regular basis at the baseball games, softball games, football games. You're going to see them all over. They recognize your truck. They recognize you. Maybe they know you already. These are the things that this, I'm going to really, really preach that you do. You don't need to spend your whole day in front of a computer trying to get somebody from Arizona, if you live in Iowa, to buy your beef. Spend your day out walking the neighborhoods, handing out flyers, talking to people, getting referrals, getting their emails, getting their information. And I'll show you what to do with those when you get it. And you're going to start developing relationships and you want long-term relationships. So we don't want to just sell somebody now and then forget about them. But this is where I want to go with this. And so the next podcast, we'll get into it a little bit more. Start asking people for farm tours. Start getting your farm ready for farm tours. Spring to fall, start getting them ready for farm tours because you want to invite people out for farm tours. After you give them the beef or before you do, invite them out for a farm tour. I guarantee you if you do the farm tour correctly, your closing percentage will be through the roof. They will buy beef. And if you've got a quality product, they will continue to buy beef. If you do your follow-up and you're constantly out there, not being a pest, but you're being visible, they will constantly buy beef. And I will show you what to do, how to get them to keep buying beef and other products that they need. And that's going to be an exciting podcast next time that we do. If you have any questions, give me a call, 319-213-4672. Call me. If you want some clarification, not quite sure what I'm talking about, give me a call and I'll walk you through. You can also email marketingforbeef at j at gmail.com. That's marketingforbeefatj at gmail.com. So either give me a call or email me. I will get back to you and we will talk about this in more in detail. So have a good night and we will see you next podcast.